We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. a circuitous route, Curtis, but we're back together again. Chris Curtis back in Florida again for a weekend. What a morning here. My God, it is gorgeous. 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. James and I went for like a four-mile walk where everybody was sleeping. It was spectacular. Where Can you set the scene? Are you on the beach? Are you uh, in that Uh, uh, weird library room again, or where are we? Yes, I am in the uh, the very expansive uh, neighbor's study or art studio. Um, it is bigger than my condo, <laughs> and there is a lovely lap pool. So during each break, I'm going to do a little butterfly, and um, we are sitting. This is Bernie right Madoff's old house, think- right? Is that correct? <clears throat> yep, yep. Ill-gotten gains. <laughs> it was just a whole documentary on it. I hope they don't come and get me today. So keep that quiet. Uh, but yeah, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Got out of Dodge yesterday, flying out, of, flying out of Logan Airport. There should be a series on it. Ma- I love people from Boston. <clears throat> They're the greatest people in the world. But mm-hmm. we are the most impatient. At, and we are so, like, they, the guy at the counter says, please clear the boarding area outside of the gate, like 16 times. And these people, it's like, uh, do they call group D? And like, no, they haven't even started boarding, Lorraine. Like, these, it was like a riot. We were delayed 20 minutes because these morons kept trying to board before it was their time. I was going to lose my mind. Well, glad you made yeah. it there. While you were traveling to Florida, I was called into emergency duty last night on the Rich Keefe Show for an hour of uh, producer action. No and, way. And can I relate to you Rich's main topics, which I think are these sta- you know, as what you'd expect. I think he nailed it. These are the big topics in Boston right now, other than the signing of Rafi Devers, which we will get to, which changes everything, Curtis. That is not a minor topic. That's a major topic. That is a blockbuster this week. Okay. Can I get on that topic? I just thought of this. It's an idea for later, but a quick tease. Good. Can the Patriots accomplish tomorrow what the Red Sox accomplished with the Devers deal? Changing the narrative. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And that's part of what Rich's question was. Number one, do the Patriots have a chance to make the playoffs? That's the standard part A of the question. Do they have a chance? And, of course, they do. Statistically, they do. But, B, do you want them to? also known as what's at stake. What would they gain out of even getting there? Which I can't even really believe. I I can believe he's asking the question because it's a good question. But I can't believe the number of calls that he took saying, I don't want to see them in. This would, it would frustrate me to see them get into the playoffs. People are openly rooting for the Bills, openly rooting for the Patriots to lose to ensure change in the offseason. 
Well, I think that's two things. One, Ken, that is known as self-handicapping behavior. Don't try out of fear that you won't be successful. Yeah, so you be. say, oh, we're not going to do it anyway, so I want them to lose. It's a way to sort of protect yourself. Secondly, people here know what a championship team looks like, and they know we're nowhere near that with the Patriots. So if you want to see change, change is more likely to come when there are more losses than there are for back-to-back playoff berths. So I totally get it. I just think for the for the sake of being a fan, you get a weekend to watch another playoff game. The season gets extended. I would never want to just stop watching the Patriots because you hope things will change. If Robert Kraft stays true to his word, which is they need to win a playoff game and that Bill gets the leverage to do what he wants because he's been successful, that that no longer will be the case because he hasn't been successful as much, then I understand that no matter what happens, I think there will be changes. Yeah, it's a good analysis, and I think you could be right on the psychology of it. You could also have this thing falling strictly under Mac Jones' lines. If you believe in Mac and you think there's something else to be gained by him progressing through a playoff game this week, which is basically a playoff game, and then another actual postseason game, there is growth to be had there, then you want to root for his success. And the offense did come. I wouldn't say they had a good performance last week, not going to lie about that, but they had some moments, Curtis. They did beat the Dolphins. They did have, you know, the defense... Rise up for them again with, of course, the Duggar pick six and, but they and in holding Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in check. But the offense put a couple drives together. Maybe yeah, the story hit- of the game was not the Patriots' offense. Maybe the they're hitting the their stride. The, Maybe the they're injury. starting to come into their own. Ken Laird, you don't, I, you don't <laughs> believe that. But either way, the situation here. I have ha- I have so many stats. I flew down yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have I have so many just excellent. Set the scene type of stats. Before you set the scene with stats, can we hear from uh, Gerard Mayo? Because I think oh, I love this, Gerard I Mayo. I love yep. this quote yesterday. Next May- head coach. Next head coach. Where the Dolphins? Patriots could be anywhere. Here's what Gerard Mayo said about this game tomorrow. Honestly, you win and you're in, and and that's the mentality. Like you, there's no speech or anything like that a coach can give you. It's look, either you win and you're in the playoffs, or you lose and you go home. So plastic bag game. What does that mean? That means if you lose, you get a big plastic bag, trash bag, trash bag game. <laughs> now, if that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what will. Plastic bag game tomorrow. That sets the tone. And the Patriots didn't quit last week. They are playing for Mayo. They're playing for this guy. His final game. There's your motivation. Uh, Win yeah, one for I would, say, I would say we've gone from hat and T-shirt <laughs> to trash bag games. That's kind of a wrong direction. Plastic but, bag game. <laughs> I found this, so yesterday morning uh, on the Greg Hill Show for my lead, I found a stat in The Athletic where this weekend marks 66 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this season, a record. Wow. And there's a lot of things that's obviously injury, that's also performance-based, both, all of that. So it got me to look back since 2020, since Brady went to Tampa and Bill and Robert sided with uh, with Bill Belichick. Do you know how many quarterbacks in the NFL have made every start? That's probably you're going to say just Brady. Brady's the only one. Uh, no, I'm going to guess ten. That would be Brady, but with an asterisk. I'll give it to Josh Allen as well because he's the stats from the game against the Bengals are off, but obviously he would have finished that game. Wow! So it is just Josh Allen and Tom Brady, and that to me is just. Everything. It, it's not half a life is showing up, or ninety percent, whatever the, the number is for whatever the saying was. Mm-hmm. And this is just the latest and greatest example of the atrophy at that position, the difficulty in finding both the ability with the toughness and the smarts and understanding of the league. And that's why, for a different reason, you need another year with Mac Jones to ensure he's not the guy with the right treatment around him. 
but it's just the latest sign of how absolutely tone deaf that move was. And then the other two stats uh, this Sunday. Wait a minute. Wait, Bucks, a minute. wait a minute. Tone deaf. What move was that? That 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 Robert Kraft allowing Bill Belichick like that that stat alone that you thought he was done. He's one of only two players in the NFL that have started every game oh, since you let him walk out the door. Back to Brady whining. Okay, good. No, no, it's just Brady celebrating. Actually, um, and Bill Belichick after last weekend is twenty-five and twenty-five in the fifty games since Tom Brady went to Tampa. And the same record the, this year, eight and eight. The Patriots were forty-one and nine in their fifty games prior. Lastly, in the forty-one years of the Patriots' history prior to the two thousand one season, their inception in nineteen sixty until two thousand one, they won three playoff games in Foxborough. If the Bucks win next Sunday against the Cowboys, they will have three home playoff wins in three seasons. It is just these numbers are just mind-boggling. The amount of things that have that have been ongoing, but the first and foremost issue is you need to have the guy at quarterback and you need to not worry about his health, and that is the biggest biggest obstacle for the Patriots going forward. Now I'm confused. You you told me Brady was done. The cliff had happened. A yeah, couple, it did. a couple weeks ago. But now you're back in. Now you're praising him with uh, no, I'm just using stats to explain how remarkable, how remarkably wrong the organization was, and the the fact that do you think people walking around today know that Tom Brady and Josh Allen are the only two quarterbacks that have started every game since 2020? It's a good stat. You you would admit even more impressive for Allen, just based on the way he plays the game. Not really. He's 25. Yeah, I mean, but he is reckless. I mean, he is reckless. He stays healthy. He is a gamer. There's no doubt about that. Josh, but that's that's what's also that's why it makes sense because he's what's in your way. You used to have that guy. Now you have to go through him. Well, I was making the case for Brady to come back here weeks ago, and you said no. It's over. He's done. He's got to quit. He's got to go to the Fox booth. So which is it? Do you want Brady? Because I would I would entertain discussion of Brady coming back next year. It, 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 I don't. I think Tom Brady should retire. I don't think he oh. will. But I'm just, I'm explaining to you. I don't know how you understand the two things. He hasn't been very good this year at all. I, I don't think he's a good quarterback right now, and he wasn't a good quarterback this regular season. But he leads the NFL in fourth quarter touchdown passes, and he has what you lack, which is the ability in the fourth quarter to make you feel like you're any kind. You're in every game. Totally Whereas agree. With Mac, you feel like you're going to lose. Agree. Better quarterback than Mac. I would entertain bringing him back. He should, should come back. God, God bless him. I would be open to that. Of course I would. I think it would be the greatest thing ever. We could have Belichick and Brady on the Greg Hill Show. It would be phenomenal. But the, the, to get back to this game, and I just those numbers, I, just, I, I found them to be remarkable. But Bill on Sunday has the opportunity to accomplish the one thing that has eluded him all year, which is to beat a good quarterback and to get the Bills out of their head. They beat the Dolphins, albeit against their backup and third stringer, but a win's a win. You had to use your backup and third stringer earlier this year, and nobody took those wins away. So they they got the Dolphins out of the way. They had been 2-8 and eight against the Bills and the Dolphins in the last 10 games, entering the Dolphins game last week. Now they can close the season with consecutive wins against the Dolphins and the Bills and have consecutive playoff appearances given everything that's been going around this organization. And I think that's something that should at least settle the ship a bit in Foxborough. Yeah, and it would be a seven-point underdog win. I don't think they've had an upset win this year. I could be wrong on that. And, you know, it would be spun, though, you would admit. Even if they, if they win this game, the emotion around Buffalo is so uh, unknown as to how it's going to affect the team. A lot of people will just write it off as, wow, the Bills, they, they collapsed or what. You know, it depends how the game plays out, obviously. But I could see that happening. But I do agree there's something to play for. And I do think from Mac's standpoint, there is every thing to play for and if the Patriots do want to move on from him it's important that he finishes strong just to keep his value up maybe they are thinking about trading him 
Uh, but for you know, you could make the case that Mac to get this team to eight and eight with the coordinator he's had has done a pretty good job. Ken, Mac not, hasn't done anything to get this team to eight and eight. I mean, can you stop it? They've had four straight games with defensive touchdowns. He threw they, touchdowns to Jacoby Myers and uh, Thornton last week. If you think that Mac Jones is in the top five reasons why the team has turned it around, if they have, then I don't know what you're watching. Well, based on the coordinator he was handed, which we agree is an all-time bad decision, all-time bad, he's hung right, in but, there at least. But don't you judge people by how they handle adversity? Well, yeah, exactly. Bill benched and how do you him, think he and he came back. Came back where? He benched him for Zappy. He came no, back. I know, but I'm saying like in the game against the Cardinals, the game because you could go back to the the Raiders game, and everybody talks about the fail Mary, and of course it was awful, worst play in Patriots history. But not Max fault. Not Max fault. But what was Max fault was the the pre halftime goal line. They get the pass interference ball at the two, first down. Not Max fault. They call timeout on the touchdown pass. Then Mac has a hissy fit, does the QB sneak before Jonu Smith gets set, and he cost the team points there. Oh, His emotions, he got rattled in a big spot. So don't give me this, this Mac has been great, well, or he's the reason they've turned it around. You would agree he's had adversity to deal with, right? Bill benched him, Bill embarrassed him. Even, yes. even as recently as the fail Mary, he said he didn't have the arm to get it to the end zone. So he's been really ripped by the coach on multiple occasions. The coordinator stink, injuries around him at wide receiver. He's gone 5-4 and four since coming back for Zappi. That's not bad. That's, uh, in his second year as a, as a pro, that is, I mean, it could be worse. I thought they might go one and seven, one and eight. I, the biggest thing that you have in your in your defense for Mac, if you're looking for positives, it's the consecutive games where the it's the the changing in the interception fortune from nine straight games with an interception to really sort of not to readying the ship when it comes to holding onto the football and right. not being a turnover guy. Right. So that's been good, and I think what you need tomorrow is that obviously. We'll get to the, the biggest story in the country, which was not just sports with Hamlin at some point and how the NFL handled it and what the NFL decided to do for making the best of a uh, unforeseen situation. But there's going to be a, a, a mass of emotion. There's going to be uh, an incredible sign of just solidarity, I think, from both the Patriots and the Bills and the crowd. It's going to be an amazing scene in Buffalo tomorrow around 1245. Yep. But I, I made this analogy yesterday with Greg. We all remember the amazing scene Wednesday, two days after the marathon bombings. And we remember Rene Rancourt allowing the fans at the Garden to sing the anthem. And it was just, I get goosebumps just talking about it. They lost that game. Right. And it was like, you know, it, it, that it, obviously that wasn't why they lost. It wouldn't be why they won. But my point is, is that there can be these great signs of emotion that at some point dissipate. Well, right. And, and the Bills have had a disrupted week uh in a lot of ways, they had a walkthrough Wednesday instead of a practice, et cetera, et cetera. And they have to be emotionally just, I mean, not even, right. I, I don't know how to describe it. They're probably just spent. So there's a lot there, but the NFL did not do the Patriots any favors when it came to how they were going to handle the non-conclusion of the Bengals-Bills game. Because no matter what, the Bills have to play on Sunday for the win. All right, 617-779-7937. Do you want the Patriots to win? Do you see them making the playoffs? And I think, really, the whole thing to me, is they have a quarterback decision to make. The, Mac's future is very much still up in the air. Can we agree on that? I mean, I, I don't think the Patriots have decided what they're doing They're going forward. No, but I also don't think that I, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. Obviously, nobody foresaw the, the Jimmy G trade, the way it happened. But it seems like you would be trading him at a low point of his value. That you all Bill used to say to me and everybody was that you have to win with a rookie quarterback because you have the advantage with the cap and all that. 
Well, you still have two, what, three more years mm-hmm. cost of, you know, cost certainty. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, yes, I think tomorrow if Mac Jones throws two touchdowns, no picks, and they win 31-28, then we're having a much different conversation on Monday. Absolutely. All right, take your calls on this. Uh, Jolton Joe Braverman is here for your trending. Curtis is in Florida. Be gentle. But uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts as the Patriots uh, have that 33% chance to make the playoffs. And here's more with Joe in the news. Gresham Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Patriots are getting two key players back for Sunday's matchup with the Bills. Marcus Jones and Devontae Parker have been cleared to play. Jones and Parker were both dealing with concussions. Jones missed last week's game against the Dolphins, while Parker has missed the last three games of the Pat season. Five other players have been listed as questionable for Sunday. Jonathan Jones, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, Brendan Schooler, and Jonu Smith. In other roster news, punter Jake Bailey and rookie Jack Jones have been moved to the reserve suspended list. According to Mike Reese, Bailey and the team had differing views about his readiness to return from his back injury. (laughs) And multiple sources say that Jack Jones was late to rehab sessions for his injured knee. I do wonder, Curtis, about that. How does that play in the locker room? You know, are are Jack Jones' teammates pissed for him? that he's been suspended and losing two game checks for not showing up for a rehab assignment. Ken, I just need this explained to me. For years, I was told, ignore the noise, don't create noise. So if this isn't reported, if this is just handled behind closed doors, does it's it's not a controversy. It's not a storyline. All right, why Bill, Bill tried Friday, to avoid it. But why would, on the Friday, on the eve of this game, would you do this? I mean, what are you trying to save some money? Well, they must have been forced. To, it was just a, they had to make a roster manipulation, and they and people, reporters caught it. But we, why would you have to make manipulation? Could you just say it's IR? I don't why think do you so. Have to they, they had the to move. I don't know. Good question. The Bills have a clean injury report on their side, and they got an energy boost as DeMar Hamlin had his breathing tube removed yesterday and even FaceTimed with his teammates on Friday. So good news for him. In other NFL news, Skylar Thompson is going to get the start for the Dolphins this Sunday against the Jets. Miami needs a win and a Patriots loss in order to clinch that final wildcard spot in the AFC. The Celtics wrap up their four-game road trip in San Antonio against the Spurs. Tip-off is set for 6 p.m. The Bruins will play their second of three straight games in California as they battle the San Jose Sharks tonight for a 10:30 puck drop. And the Red Sox officially announced the signing of Justin Turner. It's a one-year deal with a player option for 2024. And to make room, the team has designated for assignment right-hander Darwinson Hernandez. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. His dad said the first thing that he's going to ask when he wakes up is who won the game. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he did, man. And as teammates, you, you love hearing that response, that the first thing on his mind wasn't, you know, poor me. It was, how are my teammates doing? Did we win this game? And that's powerful in itself, man. And I don't think people really understand the the bond and the relationship and the brotherhood that you have as an NFL team, especially this one here. Guys love each other, and we really do. Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, and of course the dramatic story of DeMar Hamlin this week, dominating everything in the sports world and much of the news world, Curtis. It was a remarkable recovery. Great news to hear yesterday. And obviously the Bills now have been given the, uh, you know, the carte blanche to go out there and play for uh, for Hamlin and also uh, get back to just focusing on the field. But is it too late? Is the emotion going to take over early and fade due to fatigue, exhaustion? All these questions, really impossible to answer right now. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird game. That's good news for the Patriots on the field. It's it's not you don't want this game to be a normal Bills uh, Patriots game. That would be bad. We know that matchup doesn't go well. No. So weird things happening equals good. Yeah, I mean I think that we said this before even this awful event uh in Cincinnati on Monday, which is that this Bills season had so much packed into it, right? You have the 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 no Super Bowl wins ever for the franchise, all the close calls. You have last year 13 seconds Mahomes rips their heart out in the divisional round. They go all in, sort of like the 0304 Red Sox. Their shilling was Vaughn Miller. They're, you know, locked and loaded for another run at it. And they've had, uh, what is it, Micah Hyde, was that the injury? They're all pro safety early in the season. Mm-hmm. And then that set the stage for DeMar Hamlin. And now you have the DeMar Hamlin situation. You have, I mean, it is, I cannot remember a team that had more pressure and stress into a season since the 07 Patriots like it's just uh, you can't understand that Bill's world like that is everything to everyone right there it is like the Red Sox in 04 if we only had the Red Sox like it's just I am it is going to be such a release of emotion on Sunday and if there's ever been a coach who can handle sort of different unforeseen circumstances and sort of wait it out I could see Bill, you know, halftime, they're down, you know, it's a one-score game or ten points, and they, you know, get a defensive play, special teams play, and they're in it in the second half. I could see that type of a game unfolding on Sunday. Marcus Jones coming back is a big uh, factor. Devontae Parker, good news there. Uh, so the Patriots getting healthy in some areas, but their their secondary is still, I mean, Jonathan Jones is questionable. Mills is out. I, it's amazing they did as good of a job as they did last week on Miami based on the, the fill-ins there. Oh my God! But you have to say, I mean, if if Bridgewater, I just it was amazing how many wide open receivers were there, right? And they just were. I mean, that guy Skylar Thompson looked like he couldn't make BC's team. Like, <laughs> well, that's that, good. You need him to lose to the Jets tomorrow. That's good. Yes, go go Jets or go uh, Dolphins. No, you need the Jets to right. You need the Jets to beat the Dolphins tomorrow. By the way, you want the Jets t- talk about a debacle of a season. Right. They go from Zach Wilson's the guy the whole offseason, Get ready for the Jets. Joe Douglas, GM of the year, ready for flight. 
and then they have the Mike White T-shirts, and now they're saying they're sticking with Zach Wilson. What a dumpster fire. Well, what about the Dolphins? God, the news that McDaniel could be in trouble? I mean, is that Brady and Peyton uh, getting ready to take over, or is that just a bunch of hogwash? But they've lost five in a row. They were eight and three. I don't know how you blame – I mean, Mike, Mike McDaniel doesn't strike me as you know a guy that's – he has his own way of doing things. He's a little bit odd for me, but – I don't know how you put that on the head coach. I mean, when he was when Tua was healthy and accurately able to read the defenses, do you think anybody could have gotten more out of Tua in the offense? <laughs> I mean, Tua was an MVP candidate. Right. He had 18 touchdowns, three picks at one point. I well, mean, well, I that's why I think there's something afoot there. Right. They're back on the Brady watch. Well, and, and Brady wants Sean Payton. I I hear you, but the most thing that I mean, I have sort of tuned out a lot of the Brady stuff in terms of next season because I think it's just. Uh, a waste of time, but Sean Payton is the most likely to return to the Saints because he doesn't want to go to a franchise where they're going to be gutted for picks just to get him there. So that's been the talk lately. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's for for real or not, but I can't see the Dolphins. Seem this owner of the Dolphins seems to have no patience whatsoever. I mean, it's like the second things aren't going well, he's already on to the next thing. Believe me, Tom Brady would love to play with that offense, I'm sure, with, with Tyreek and Gusecki and Waddle and all those guys, but I don't see that happening. Well, let me get you on the record here since we t- uh, started talking about quarterbacks. What should the Patriots do at quarterback next year? Because I don't really think Brady will come back here. I think no. he should, but he's not going to. There, there's too much smoke around Raiders, maybe Niners, now Dolphins. He'll go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I would say the, the number one thing you need to do Replace Matt Patricia with a competent guy. I don't right. care who it is, whether it's Bill O'Brien, whoever. We, we'll know it if you see it, right? So the, bring in somebody that's good on the offense that will work well with Mac. Bring in somebody, whether it's uh, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, a draft pick. Bring in people that are going to compete with Mac Jones. It's not his job. And spend $20 million each, so $40 million total, either in free agency by trade for two frontline weapons on offense and then draft a tackle in the first round. That's what I would do. But who's the Very simply. Mac. No, so you have Mac okay. is, is back Mac in to compete with Baker or Gardner or, for, or whoever. Levi from Kentucky. I don't know who the players that will fall to them are. Does that mean know. Zappy goes to the third string in your <laughs> eyes? Yeah, have all uh, three Zappy, compete. Well, Zappy is actually – I heard he's replacing Zoe on the broadcast. <laughs> so, um, so I think that that is really – we saw what happens, Ken – when you have a similar quarterback with similar strengths in Tua Tagovailoa, when you provide him with two frontline receivers, they were one of the best teams in football. And if for no other reason, even if you don't think Mac is the long-term answer, do a pump and dump the way the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. Don't let anybody know what you don't like about him. Wait for everybody to find out how bad he is once he's already under contract with the new team. Look at that deal. They fleeced the Broncos when yep. you look back at that. They're going to have two top ten picks. Yep. So if they're the Patriots, it's too early to cut bait on Mac Jones. He may suck, whatever. You never know. But you can't do this thing that you've watched every other team in your division do for the last 20 years, which is, okay, it's not J.P. Lossman. Okay, we're going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're going to go with this guy. It's like, take a breath, give him the proper weapons and the proper coaching, and if nothing else, you get him to play a little better and you get a little more value when you release him. Yeah, but the, there, there has been enough odd things in the dynamic between Mac and Belichick that lead me to think Bill is not sold on him. 
which I don't, it's not a shock, right? I mean, he obviously put Zappi in for a couple weeks. He blamed injury or whatever, but we know it was odd. You would agree. It's been th- Their relationship has been bizarre. It may be past the point of no return. It may be. And if that's the case, then you trade him. I'm not saying Max a bad quarterback. I like him. I think he's, he's at least capable. But if he doesn't work here, then you move him, and I do think you go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I know some people don't want to hear that, but he's 31, was 31, 32, something like that. You could have a five-year run. Bill and Jimmy bring the guy back. What what stat did I provide you at the start of the show today, Ken? I know injuries. I mean, but he's due I, to be healthy. <laughs> that's not a good injury. I don't know if you can be healthy. He's, he from could a be back for the ankle. NFC title game. They're saying he's going to be back for the playoffs. Uh, Hang you know, in there. If Brady doesn't come back, Jimmy G is Plan B. This reminds me of the late 90s when the Red Sox got all these pitchers that used to be good that had bum arms. They'd be like, wait till the deadline. We're going to get Brett Saberhagen back. He's going to be awesome. Sale and Jimmy G are going to have remarkable turnarounds. They're just going to be healthy. Okay. Nobody will expect it in all great years. I I think I would rather anybody other than Jimmy G. Really? Because he's the worst kind of guy because he gets you all riled up and excited, and then he's just in the middle of nowhere, gone. He could be back. He's, he, I mean, and that's why he had one zappy. of the worst big moments in Super Bowl history, just airmailing no, a pass that would have won the Super Bowl. No, that should have been caught. Sanders short of <laughs> it. Let's go to Pauly in the truck to kick us off here on Kenny Curtis. Good morning, Pauly. Yeah, what do you say, guys? Listen, give me some time here today. I've got a few things to talk about about, about concerning Brady. First of all, you cannot – Mac Jones is who he is. I played a ton of ball in my life, Chris. I know. Believe me, this kid doesn't have it. Now, I'm going to give you just a quick example on that before I move on to my next point. You see those three deep dimes that he dropped in with that great ex- extension and arm strength, made them look like layups last last week, Tom Brady. Mac Jones tries to throw – when he throws a deep ball, he's just going to chuck it up there and hope somebody runs runs under it. He just doesn't have it. we got to compete with you say we got to go through that guy. we got to go through Allen. Are you kidding me, Curtis? That's where the list starts. With elite quarterbacks in the AFC, you've got to compete with another elite quarterback. You got Allen, you got Mahomes, you got Burroughs, and now you've got Lawrence coming in. Matt, so who's that? He's falling Paul? down. What? Who's the elite quarterback that you're going to get? Tom Brady. Oh. Who else? You need you need to fight fire with fire in this situation, okay? Tom and Tom Brady's head is not where is is like the uh, Michael O'Keefe's character and the Slugger's wife's uh, co-starring Rebecca Demo uh, Monet, whatever her name was. That's what he's where he's at right now. You think he was bad in his head when we lost Logan Mankins? He was so angry he couldn't see straight. And people talking about should we put Garoppolo in now? Is Brady losing it? It's just where he's at right now. There's nothing wrong with his physical skills. He may have he slowed down just a smidgen, let's say, but it's all in his head. And he shows he's, he's, he's fine. He can still play this game. That's where he's at right now. You bring him back here. You get him up and running. He's built the house in Miami. That's where you can go to when he's in the offseason. He comes here. He's near his son, Jack. You got the other two kids in the offseason down in Miami. This is how he, he he wants to set the balance. I don't care what anybody says. I love guys like Ken Lidd. We're standing in there. No, we need the quarterback. No, it's the right thing. No, we can't compete without without Tom Brady compared to, uh, with, against all these other guys that we got to play. We got we just got too much to uh, to go up against right now to be think, to to be expecting that we can we can really compete with, without the likes of an elite quarterback and what we're facing right now. I, you know, Paul, I, Paul, I, thank you I hate being in this position, but Tom Brady has not been elite this season. He's been 
okay, and he's been elite in key spots. Been, Those three touchdown clutch, passes. Yeah, elite late. Yeah, elite late, of course. The passes last week to Mike Evans were banana land. He can still do it. I just have seen – I watch every game. I see him play. I live and die with every throw. And he's been – some of the throws – everybody was – he was kind of pissed at Collinsworth. Collinsworth on that Christmas night game was saying what everybody was saying. He was missing wide-open guys. So I don't know whether that's because he's having a tough year or if it's physical. I don't know. I just think if he's going to come somewhere, they have to be ready-made to win. In what way are the Patriots ready-made to win? Well, John Smith's hitting his stride. Oh, God. I mean – Who would he bring here? Would he want Bill O'Brien John Smith hasn't played in two weeks. He's healthy this week. He's coming back. I love Braverman. Can you come into every meeting with Ken too and just correct him? It's Braverman's getting—he's getting—he's getting, starting to feel it back there. He's like he—he he doesn't take my BS. No, it's starts good. to pipe in. I mean, I—the—I I, the, the mean, I read great. it in the trending, so it's like I kind of already know. I—I I, you know, Br- Brady could appreciate coming back here with Bill O'Brien, but you're right about the weapons. That's a tough. They would really have to go nuts with that free agent money, which I guess Kraft would do for him. I don't know, but I also saw this. Um, oh, by the way, any do you think Kraft's trying to get ahead of the millionaire tax with the new uh, penthouse in Palm Beach? Oh, just look, look at that. But um, uh, the Palm, the Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud, this is great. If this is Brady just taking a leak in the pool, I, I would love it. If the Bucks move on from coordinator Byron Leftwich, Leftwich after the season, the coach to keep an eye on is Bill O'Brien. Whoa. So they're going to try and get Bill O'Brien to Tampa as a last-ditch effort to keep Brady there. So I, I would be, if the Patriots haven't already, if they want Bill O'Brien, they may not want him, if they want Bill O'Brien, if they don't have something already in agreement, at least, you know, a handshake deal, then they are going to look bad. Because if they lose tomorrow, I don't know. I, I, I could see Bill O'Brien being an opportunity to get some head coaching looks, and he's going to have his pick of the litter when it comes to coordinator. Well, your suggestion a couple weeks ago I don't think is crazy. If the Patriots make the playoffs somehow, whether they win or they back in, they could bring him in just like McDaniels as a special assistant in the postseason and have him start to work on the offense. Why not? They can't do this against the rules. How'd they do it in 20? After McDaniels did it, they, they changed the rules. Oh, well, that was your suggestion. I liked it. No, it wasn't. Oh, I thought I thought you were suggesting that could be the case this year with no. I, I think that no. I, somebody somebody brought that up. I'm not sure who, but they, they the, that's been brought about. But the NFL, I believe it was like, did they play? I don't know who made the complaint, but one of the teams they played complained and said it was you know he had been with another team. How can he come in here? They changed the rules, so you cannot join another staff in the same season. It's probably well, Andy. They complain about everything. Bill can find a way. You know, you set him up in Weymouth or whatever, and just have a nice Zoom connection and a headset and. You know, you get them in there. Start yeah. working them in. Either way, I, I do I, – I, I have been um, – I think the sort of turning point for me when it came to fan reaction to this team was following the win over the Ellinger-led Colts. And it was, I think, 26-3 to at home. And the reaction on Monday was <laughs> really against the offense. Right. And I, I, this is how you get good teams more often, when your fan base demands more or they, they know what they're seeing isn't sustainable. And the Patriots fans this season have been invested in the team, and they have told everybody that above and beyond all else, the product has sucked. Right. It has been a bad yes. watch. And there will be changes whether they win or lose. That's what I don't get. People were calling Keith's show last night and saying, I want them to lose to ensure change. That is already insured. They are not bringing Patricia back as coordinator. Bill has admitted he screwed up. There's been enough reporting on that that he knows and Kraft knows that's not going to happen. The only decision left is who's the quarterback. 
Well, here's the issue with that, though. That's easy to say, but if you're Bill Belichick, and mind you, you think that everything Kraft has is because you came to Foxborough in 2000, and you go to consecutive playoffs, and you beat a Bills team in the setting that they would have to beat them in tomorrow, and you're going to sit back and say, okay, Robert, yeah, who do you want to have doing this? I, I, I feel as though that the wins will change and that all the people that said they'd be happy if they lose would all of a sudden be like, don't let us get hot. We're ready to go. Jambalaya. You're saying you know, Curran, I, Curran would be asking Patricia again if uh, he felt redeemed. And Has anybody asked Curran about that question? <laughs> uh, we got to find it at some point. By the way, quick aside, looking up Jimmy G's stats, do you know what his record is? Uh, let's see. His ankles are 0 for 2. Jimmy Garoppolo is 40 and 17 as an NFL quarterback. 40 and 17. What's that winning percentage? Uh, I don't know. Crunch the numbers on that, Joe. 40, 40 out of 57. Right. That's good. That's a good winning percentage. That is yep. excellent. And Bill loves him. You remember how he gushed about him. And he would love to bring him back and prove everybody wrong retroactively. Ooh, 700 winning percentage. Excellent. And um, he knew. He but, knew then he was good. He could have won with him. Kraft forced his hand, made him trade him. But he writes a wrong, and he rides out into the sunset. He and Jimmy, arm in arm. That is a good-looking quarterback to have on your arm to ride uh, into the Shula record. He sure is handsome. Can't doubt that. But did you have a buddy where he was always a blast to get drinks with or go golfing, but he just flaked all the time, and at some point you're just like, okay, or I'm not going to make plans and be stood up again and sit here watching the game by myself. This Jimmy Garoppolo is the biggest tease in the history of the NFL. <laughs> oh, really? He's 40-17. and 17. He's played a lot of football. It That's just gets 57 lost. games. Isn't he like 34? No, he's 31. Okay, he's played 57 games and he's 31? Okay, so that's not bad. <laughs> what? In, how many years is that? Six, nine years? Nine years, 57 games. Um, by the way, uh, another quick Brady note because we have to get these in. Sunday marks 48 playoff games. Three full seasons of playoff games. Banana land. Uh, we should discuss the playoff format quickly coming up. Take, continue to take your calls on this. Who's the Patriots quarterback? What's at stake? Do you want them to win and get into the postseason? 617-779-7937. But it is a strange week in how the NFL has decided to go about these changes based on the Hamlin injury and the missed game. And how they released all the things before it was even voted on. It was a very yep. odd system. All right, we'll discuss next. Anyway you want it, that's the way you need it. Great song, Joe. You cannot hear that song, Curtis, and not think of Al Chervik on the Caddyshack Golf Course. Rocking oh, out. Yes. But we're talking about the uh, Patriots and Mac Jones and the quarterback and the playoff scenarios and all that. But the whole week in the NFL, it wasn't not, it was obviously the Hamlin story dominated. But then this subplot of what they're going to do with one fewer game played by the Bengals and the Bills, how they handle the playoff scenarios crept in. And I, you know, the more I read Mike Florio, I start to like buy into his neuroses that the NFL is at work here under the shadow of this injury to do something not nefarious but money making for their future plans. Right? This is the first thing I said, Ken. I, I know. Said- I it and and I I heard you say it, and you're right. You cannot rule out that the NFL owners are scheming to turn this into future money. It is far too transparent a money grab and a random reaction to this where at no point did anybody I know contemplate saying, oh, yeah, they'll just put the AFC title game in a neutral spot and that'll solve everything. And 
this would be a way to either get one or two sites. You could do the Final Four or the semifinals, whatever you want to call it. You have it in college football. And you get each side to, to travel with the 18-game schedule. You can throw in a couple buys, extend the season even more so people can travel to both. They wouldn't do it, would they? They, they would oh basically God, they would. They would create like two extra Super Bowls a year. Right. They make a killing off the one, so why not make three? Double the cash. You get twice as many fans coming to your city. Or you could do it where each city gets the final four. So they get the semifinals, and then they get the finals, and you only have one week. I mean, there's a million permutations you could make with this, but they always end with the owners making more money. And this, you never let a good, what is it? Never let a, uh, a uh, there's a saying about a bad thing creating a good thing. I'll think of it in about 20 minutes. But either way. <laughs> Uh, never let a failure go to waste or whatever the saying is. Either way, the situation that they find themselves in is that this, if it all falls the way it could, will be a dry run, which if it fails miserably, they can say, yep, unforeseen circumstances, this is what happens. But if it's successful, then it'll stick around. Just like had they expanded the playoffs to eight as a reaction to the non-conclusion of the bills Bengals game, they would have been eight from now on. Nothing ever goes back. It's like what baseball minor league things do. They just experiment and just see if it works. Yeah, but so will this experiment work? So there's a good chance they're going to have a neutral site AFC title game based on the, the odds, right? That Well, it depends on what happens this weekend, but you're going to get probably the Chiefs, the Bills, the, the Bengals in some fashion playing each other. So is that going to work? Indianapolis already turned it down, I guess, based on scheduling conflicts or whatever. That is so weird to me. Why would you turn that down? I, maybe they just don't have the building space. I, I don't know. But So it's going to end up where? Detroit? So I, my, Yeah, that's my guess. Initially, they uh, Pat McAfee did the math, and Indianapolis was the center point between the two. But I guess Detroit can't be that far off. Obviously, the Bills already played a neutral site game there this year. And what what I find to be, what from the beginning of this, the thing that made the most sense was if the Bills and the Chiefs each win this weekend or each lost, or if it was the Bengals and the Chiefs, the Bills beat the Chiefs. Right. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. So head-to-head should matter more than a couple percentage points <laughs> because a player almost passed away. Like, that's way too easy to overlook. Yet, like, this is what, this goes back to the Chiefs, Ken, being treated differently than every other great team the last 20 years Hmm. if the Patriots were entering the playoffs in a flat-footed tie because of this crazy awful situation with with a player on the Bills and they had lost head-to-head to to the two teams they are projected to be even with do you think the national narrative would be anything other than well you should have beaten them on the field yet with the Chiefs it's not even discussed (laughs) 603 texter suggests you're saying is never let a good crisis go to waste thank you so that's what they're doing I mean I Possibly. And then you have the coin flip scenario between the Bengals and the Ravens, where the Bengals, if they lose, correct me if I'm wrong, and they play a wild card game, even though the Bengals are already the AFC North champs, they would have to have a coin flip to determine if they get a home game. Right. Which is ensuring that the game matters this weekend, therefore keeping eyeballs on a regular season game that would otherwise be meaningless. My question, that is so bizarre to me, and this is another situation, Ken, where I believe the Ravens... Are they playing? They're playing the Bengals this week. Yeah, they right? play. Yeah, right. So they're already. If the Ravens win, they'd be two and zero. Two and zero against the Bengals. Right. But so why should they, it, the whole thing is just so stupid to me? But the um, the 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 games this weekend. Why are they playing Saturday? 
I thought that on the final week of the season that they had just sort of determined that they were going to have everybody play together so nobody could adjust their rosters. When, well, I'm sure this, it's back to money, which, I mean, it's working. Do, don't you want to watch Titans-Jags tonight? That is a big game. Of course, but the if we're changing everything around and the concern was about the importance of Sunday's games given the Chiefs' situation, why wouldn't you have just moved the Chiefs-Raiders to tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. By the way, Perfect time to announce that we have those games on our air today here on WEI and on the Odyssey oh, app. I'm going to be li- – I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I'm going to watch it. I watch all this stuff. I hate the NFL, but I'm hooked. So I, I get it. We're, but it, it, it just – in terms of They the can do whatever balance, they want. They, the Mark Cuban, you know, slaughtered thing, they will never get slaughtered. They cannot get too big. They can pump as much air into the tires they want. It will never explode. The NFL is indestructible in this country. I, I think you're wrong. I think – if not for Denny Kellington, I believe is the unbelievable assistant trainer's name with the Bills, that there's a much, they were on the precipice of something that would have had long-term ramifications for the league. But they avoided it as they usually do. 207 Texture uh, says, the Chiefs are the new Pats. The NFL is playing favorites with them and always will. Yeah, um, I don't think the NFL played favorites with the Patriots. I don't know if you look back at the history of things that were done to them, to their coach and quarterback. Well, but some people would say Spygate was quickly erased, the tape stomped. But okay, I, I would agree with the Flake Gate. What was back. the league's investigation into the alcohol culture that led to the uh, ruining of a five-year-old's life? Was that on TV? I couldn't read that. Did Wells do a report on that? Well, we're talking about the Patriots, not the Chiefs, which was right. The Chiefs had a huge issue mm-hmm. where an employee who happened to be the son of the head coach nearly killed a five-year-old girl, was there an investigation into the alcohol culture within the walls of the building, which is where we presume he had had his alcohol before the accident. They put Who was the Dominican uh, investigator that the uh, MLB sent down? Oh, um, what was it? Manga. <laughs> no, it was Ed Davis. <laughs> oh, Ed Davis. Ed right, Davis sorry. is on the case. He's, he's still investigating the Chiefs. What happened to Manga? Right, exactly. Speaking of the Red Sox, can we get a little Devers talk in next? We'll get back yes. to football. A lot of football talk today. Don't worry. I love, I love, I loved it. I, I think that this, the, the Patriots and the Red Sox may actually have something in common. This is something. Now, the the most curious accusation we'll discuss next to start whether the Red Sox were pushed to sign Devers based on the fan booing John Henry at the Winter Classic and the oh. sign that was confiscated. How has Bradfoe not sat down with that guy? <laughs> there really should be a twenty uh, thirty for thirty on that. Twenty for twenty. I love the athletic oral history. Let's do it. I mean, I think we should do our own version of it next. But it's big Red Sox news. Devers, the sixth largest contract in baseball history. A narrative-changing week for the Red Sox. We'll discuss next on Kenny Curtis. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.